0: But you know what we're uh, we've talked about this we're a podcast first everything else second
1: these are self-inflicted things you're doing to yourself <laughs>
0: <laughs> like right, you're choosing to do these things it's been made clear that at least i focus on the audio and in previous episodes can you say the same
1: i have no <laughs> idea what you're talking about <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my god dude last night i went um we were out in clarendon last oh, really? night no one no one was masked. Not a single person, not a single person. And did, I don't know if I told you this already, but they have open container laws on the streets. Oh, It's, whoa. it's like the whole world is New Orleans. <laughs> you can do whatever you want. We got, to, we got to go Margs and we were just carrying them around.
1: Where did you, did you go to the rooftop spot that we were at uh, that last time?
0: Mm, no, it's impossible to get in anywhere because um, they have limited capacity. So, anywhere to get to the rooftops, it was, like, at least a half-hour line. But they set up to-go lines at every bar. There's just an outdoor, like, pavilion where you can just grab, like, a, a juice pack of alcohol to go and just <laughs> walk it around the city. It's sick. It was very that fun. It is
1: it? Last time I was in Clarendon, or, like, when we were there, it was a good time. Like I And the people, the like, the age group there, it's pretty nice, young mm-hmm. and – it's like young professional coming out of college. Mm.
0: It's good. I'll tell you what, it's good and bad. That young professional vibe is, it can get It can get old fast. It's almost like college 2.0. It's just instead of everyone being, you know, 18 to 22, it's like 22 to 26. And mm-hmm. it's like, it feels like you're stepping outside of a dorm again for the second part of your life. <laughs> and it's like... <laughs> but-
1: <laughs> mm, but hold on, are you recording already?
0: Oh yeah, we've been live for the past like four minutes, I'd say. <laughs> dude, that Corey was talking. He wouldn't stop talking about like, dude, everyone in Northern Virginia, like it's the hottest people you'll ever see in the country. And I was like, yeah, out of what? Out of where? Like DC, Maryland, and Virginia? Like what? What's your sample size?
1: <laughs> oh my god, you know his type though. He wants that bougie with the little bit mm. of. Some attitude. He needs a sugar mama. That's his thing. him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he actually, dude, there are some guys that act- they're looking for like that preppy, like sugar mama that- to set them up for life. A sugar <laughs> mama.
1: How frequent are those? I want one. I'll sign <laughs> up.
0: <laughs> dude, I want one too. I'm ready to, I'm ready to- for an early retirement. <laughs> oh like God. 25, 26, all of- get married, then you're good to go.
1: And how old is she? Is she sugar mama? Mm. At least 40, 45, 60. Oh,
0: oh my God, dude. I can't believe I haven't brought this up. I'm going to a, a wedding next. One of my friends from like one of my closest friends from college is getting married.
1: Oh wow. Dude, that's awesome.
0: I can't believe it. Like it's a wedding so. You
1: get your COVID test.
0: <laughs> I think it's, it's going to be limited capacity. I think it, I think there's a law in Maryland about how many people can be a, even at an outdoor event, but it's it's going to be interesting. I cannot believe that one of my 22 year old friends is
1: getting married. That's insane. It's I know and very young. You know because you hear all the time, or maybe not as frequent as as I think, about young people getting married in like two years later, like six months down the line, it's already like falling apart. Mm, I Being guess marriages or
0: but dude like marriages at other ages are just as likely to <laughs> there's, there's no way you could predict like whether or not it'll work I heard there was a this is crazy I was watching a uh, I've been starting to follow psychology uh, people personalities on YouTube so people that are like like psychology students and people that like explain concepts like that and apparently there's a psychologist that could ask couples the same 20 questions and based on their answers, he could tell like with 90% certainty whether or not the couple would last or if they would break up.
1: How do you test that? <laughs> what, like 10 dude. years down the line, we're, we're getting divorce results. 50% of couples are already divorcing.
0: Mm, dude, there's a, and apparently like, it's something that psychologists have looked at a lot. It's um they met, they take, things that you wouldn't normally measure within a relationship and use them to analyze how successful it could be. One of them, I thought this one was interesting. They call it the five to one ratio, which means that for, for every one, uh, kind of disagreement or argument that you have with your partner, there should be at least five positive interactions. So it's like for, and not, not only just an argument, but say like just something like, something dismissive or you say something like slightly gets under their skin a little bit or like you don't do something nice yeah. yeah so for everything like that's a negative interaction you have to have five positive interactions and if your ratio slips below that you're like a lot more likely to be, like have a worse relationship over time and eventually break up
1: Oh oh my! (laughs) Like, do you like? Do you think that's
0: complete horseshit? Like, do you not believe that?
1: I can. That's complete bullshit. Just to me, because, well, one, you know how often relationships are. There's so many that I've seen where there's just negative interaction after negative interaction. But the people are drawn to that about each other, which is toxic in itself, right? But, like, arguing and fighting, I feel like comes with the relationship. You can't be super nice all the time to your partner. You also can't be douchebag all the time but i don't think five to one is accurate like it's mm-hmm. like two to one <laughs>
0: dude. two to one two to one is like is not good two to one is what i have with my like enemies <laughs> See, that's people i hate i manage to say something nice every other sentence and then the oh rest i'm just pissed <laughs> off dude i think i mean with a friendship it's different i think with a friendship there's much more room for like banter and back and forth and stuff but for like an intimate relationship, I think it makes sense that because it's, um, it can spiral, it can spiral out of control. Like the first like few months of relationship, like where there's just such a high energy and everyone's very positive. Like there's right, m- that honeymoon stage. Yeah. That mutual like positivity, like everyone's ecstatic to see the other person.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then like down the line, like negative remarks, like negative thoughts creep in more often. And if you don't get that in check, like like your ratio is going to slip down oh yeah and it's oh, gonna, yeah, that ratio it, is gonna it slip. can it can spiral it can spiral out of control
1: your it also slipped though if you continue to pedestalize that person if you continue to do all mm-hmm. these nice things and then like you're just overly nice that is when i think you start to see negative effects as well you can exactly. continue to just give them gifts and shower them with attention and be super nice in the words of, uh, mm. affection, right. You can yeah. continue to do that and bombard the
0: person. It, it has to be, it's like a five to one in both directions. It, reciprocal, like with both, like going both ways, because if one person is just like, like, that's how you get to codependence. I think if that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's like, if you depend on another person, just like constantly showering you with like, like radiating you with, like positivity, like you do need, you need that argument every now and again.
1: (laughs) Right. Right. You have to build some of that tension back up.
0: There's a reason it's one to five, dude. You need that one. You need that one. Like stop getting water all over the sink.
1: (laughs) Tell me this, tell me this in your position, right? Someone, someone is trying to vine for your attention. Right. And they want to like show you, they want to be more in your life. Is it going to put you off of that person is like throwing themselves at you being super nice or mm. it is, it seems a little immature and like high school ish, but in our minds, I feel like subconsciously we need that chase a little bit, at least at first to get things going. It's, you know, you I can't. I, it's, it's one of the more cynical aspects I think
0: of human nature that is a part of all of us where the more we push towards wanting something and the more we continue to reach out, it seems like the further away that thing wants to push. Mm -hmm. And I I agree that that's how it is. And I think I've like fallen victim to that in the past, both being on the receiving end and, you know, the person that's doing it. But I agree. It's, I don't know what it is about us, but if if we know that something is attracted to us, we're almost, you know, we're ready to play defense. We're, We're inclined to resist. Yeah, I know. I
1: know, it's bad. That is a toughie, among other things that people our age group are dealing with. That is one of them. And I'd say, getting into relationships, especially now, you're gonna have a few big obstacles. One we were talking about earlier was uh, rejection. You you made mm. a couple of points about rejection. I want you to I want you to expand on it. Uh, <laughs> let the people know what you, what you really think about the Dude, fear the, of rejection. Dude, the,
0: the ultimate fear. The ultimate, well, I don't know. I feel like the, it depends on what kind of fear of rejection you have. Cause there's the fear of rejection about going up to a girl at a bar and like asking her how her night's going, asking if she wants to dance, say that doesn't go well. That rejection is, I think, something that everyone should be able to deal with because you have no existing relationship with that person. So there's no reason why, you shouldn't at least feel like it's worth it to accept that amount of rejection. Cause it's, it's like a, the risk is asymmetric. The possible positive outcome from a situation like that is so much higher than the possible negative, Mm. but then there's other types. So that's like rejection at a small scale, like very, like almost insignificant, but then there's much greater form. There's could be some, there could be a relationship of, two, three years that you've been in where that person all of a sudden doesn't need you anymore. And Mm. that rejection, that's a complete another level. That is next level. That's that. And that's a completely different animal. That's, I would say that's almost more like loss than rejection Mm. because, um, loss implies, you know, it's something that you once had that you no longer have.
1: Right. Right. Right
0: Where yeah, so I think that for that a scenario like that loss makes more sense in my eyes, but I think that everyone has to be able to accept like the idea of rejection just in their life like on a day to day in in all interactions, like you have to be able to accept it
1: you will, you will, and that's it ties into your work and what you're doing and on the side of your hobbies as well, but it's like gaining confidence, and that's the rejection, but when you said about the bar thing. Mm. And you're trying to say you're going to play some games at the bar or whatever, um, shoot your shot at someone. That fear of rejection, <laughs> like Curry. Kobe. You know the the meme with the dude. He, like he shoots and he looks back and it's already bricks and shit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Bouncing off both rims. <laughs> going over the backboard. Oh, my God.
1: That that fear of rejection, I think, is also very real. You know, even though it seems it's so minuscule, once you start, like, the numbers out there like okay if i approach 10 people of course not every human is going to be attracted to me you know first got let's get that through your head mm. you're not you're not ryan gosling yeah. i'm not denzel washington <laughs> <laughs> you almost said denzel curry <laughs> yeah, you're <clears throat> not gonna get every you're not gonna sink every shot you take uh, mm. but that fear of rejection there is really real like it takes a while it takes a lot of guts to go up to go up to people and just ask them how are you doing and it does just it, start slow and start really yeah. small especially go with
0: like the la- like increasingly having a lack of interpersonal interactions now more than ever like it's rare that you would even have to be in the same room as more than five people let alone go to a bar oh, and yeah. for the past 6 months for a lot of people it's not even possible but I mean, it's all about realizing that stuff like that, small rejections in the grand scheme of things, they don't define you at all. Like they have no bearing on your, like on your sense. They shouldn't have a bearing on your sense of self-worth. It, it reminds me, of, do you know who Dan Bilzerian is?
1: Yes. Um, oh,
0: Dan. I, I don't know. Yeah. He, for a couple of reasons, kind of, <laughs> kind of annoys me but he had a great quote about this because he a lot of people see him as like a womanizer and shit and shit like that but he talked about one of his friends he made a comparison about the same thing we're talking about right now like going up to girls at a bar and he said i could go up to a hundred girls over the course of one night and maybe i only hook up with four of them and my buddy goes up to two girls and hooks up with both of them the other guy is batting 100 but right. i but i got with twice as many girls <laughs> so it does like you see you see what i'm saying at the like, end of the
1: day it's for it too
0: yeah at the end of the day it's twice as many even though the other guy's batting 100 so it's like you have to be able to i mean and don't get me wrong 96 rejections that would probably <laughs> that's gonna that's gonna leave a mark somewhere
1: that's gonna oh, fuck that'll, up your that'll psyche. hurt that'll yeah. definitely i don't think i'll be able to make it to those four you know after a while after 10 misses you can just think is it me am i <laughs> like the scum of the earth
0: dude after like honestly after two rejections back to back i'm going i'm going home <laughs> i'm calling the, that's I'm, my phone is out i'm calling the uber right there
1: you know you've always you've always done pretty well I would say that I am a wingman of high caliber, though. You know, when you have someone who can just throw you into any situation and put you <laughs> up, and you're you're gonna do well. <laughs> you're calling no, I, yourself like a role player. Oh, listen, <laughs> listen. No, more of a facilitator, an initiator. Chris Paul. Look.
0: Oh my God! Throwback to College Park. Never, <laughs> never going back there ever again. <laughs> that place seen the last of me. Oh. Yeah, you
1: know, I feel like college towns in general just. Um, they have, they have their time and place in everyone's life.
0: I know, and they have a. It's a really weird vibe going back. Even if you're only six months out of college, if you try and go back to a college bar, it's a weird vibe you get. It's like I do not belong here. Like, <laughs> and I, I look like I could still be a sophomore in college, but when I go back there, it's like you don't feel comfortable. You feel like there, you're out of place. It's very hard to describe. Mm-hmm.
1: That was like one of the first times I felt old was going mm. back to college's bars and like seeing when we were there, when we were younger, especially. And I was
0: like, um, at like the bar that we went to freshman it's called Bentley's, but I went there just when I was in my senior year of, and it's kind of seen as the freshman bar. And I went there and I felt like I was around like high schoolers. Mm. I felt like that was the environment I was in. And I was like, what the hell am I doing here? Like I have to get out. Yeah. <laughs> oh my no yeah <laughs> yeah let's actually start let's start the show dude uh i got reached out to by a, a company for advertising wait for advertising really? on the pod yeah apple no way. apple oh
1: <laughs> um, yeah they're gonna give us 50 mil aren't they mm-hmm.
0: yeah and listen don't buy your own airpods just get them from your friend when he's too drunk And then Venmo him Venmo him like forty dollars the next day. Manipulate
1: one of your closest friends, people. Mm -hmm. All
0: right, we're back. We just had to take a quick little break. You know, we're still growing our podcast legs. It can be tough. After ten minutes, your brain just turns to like lasagna.
1: Yeah, it's a mush. I
0: I was just talking with Garrett. This if anyone if anyone here is familiar with Hinge, popular dating app. But I match with this girl while we were on vacation a couple weeks ago and Garrett has essentially been messaging her through on my behalf and not only that I've already met her and so this is going to be considered a joint effort from here on out this will be yeah. and we were talking
1: about wingmanning earlier this is this is Kobe sending the lob over to Shaq to throw it down I'm,
0: I'm glad that I get to be Shaq in this <laughs> in this scenario <laughs> That's the oh, biggest man. I've ever felt in my whole life.
1: Yeah, yeah, really hold on to that one. <laughs> but no, honestly, uh, with that one, I'm actually not even that good. With, so what we're talking about is how on Tinder or Hinge or anything, you need to send a solid pickup line. You need to have something good to get you in the door, or else they're not probably not going to answer you. Like 90% mm-hmm. of people who are messaging are going to hit them with the hay. So while Doug and I were on vacation, uh, she put something in her bio about like, Coffee? Well what, what was the lead was up holding, to that? Uh, she
0: said? was holding a mug that said uh on the mug classy, sassy, and a little smart assy which by the way, pretty solid. I'm not gonna falter for that. And uh I think the line that you what was the line you had sent? Uh it was I, like that's a nice coffee mug.
1: Yeah, that's a nice mug of coffee. We should go out and get some. <laughs> no, no it,
0: it was better than that. You said let's let's fill it up next week. <laughs> <laughs> And lo and behold, we were
1: clearly drunk. And this was at like yeah. 11 o'clock.
0: <laughs> lo and behold, we did get coffee the next week. Right. right. But, and I, I agree. You do need something good to get in the door. But at the same time, like so many people overthink that too. I think just a short compliment is really all you need. Just like one line, even one word, just, like, just a compliment. <laughs> and then if they're interested, like if they have any interest at all, they'll respond.
1: Oh, you know, I I can agree with that to a, to a degree, you know, but if you just say like, hey, you have a nice smile or, oh, you have uh, beautiful eyes with like three heart emojis or like the heart eye emojis, it's too much. You know, you yeah. can't, you can't give so much so quickly. You gotta, it's bits and pieces before you even meet them. You yeah. Know, definitely set it up right.
0: I do. I'm not sure if we, t- I don't think that we've talked about this before, but I do really dislike talking to someone for an extended period of time without having met them in person because i feel like i could be talking to someone on the other side of the world like that almost speaks a different language because you just don't understand their personality because there's so many nuances of how someone acts and that would that determines the kind of chemistry you'd have between between yourself and them and you can't get a real sense of that when you're just texting someone
1: oh yeah oh yeah you meet them for the first time and either there's something about their voice or oh my god uh, That's their personality my biggest, it's my biggest
0: nightmare the voice <laughs> the voice just being like completely out of left field it's
1: like hey and the whoa oh um... or it's
0: like hey <laughs> no mm-hmm. They're I like, mean,
1: I have something to tell you, actually,
0: <laughs> people, people just carry a vibe with them in general, like whether it's the way you convey yourself with your body language or your voice, and it's just, you can only get a sense. And that also will determine how you want to interact with them over text too. It's like hmm. how, you know, there's no point in texting someone for three months, Snapchatting them every day and then <laughs> never meeting them in person. Like, what is that even a relationship? But, like, Uh, is that even a relationship that you can have with another human being?
1: You know, to some people where physical touch... So, I think probably the people like us and most people, quality time with someone and, like, physical touch are going to be really important. So, Mm -hmm. seeing them, especially as you get older, you want, like, probably to meet up with them for other things. Yeah. You know?
0: You want something real. You don't want something that just exists in the ether.
1: But if you only want, like, the emotional and, like, you just connecting with someone and telling them how your day is and what's going on in your life and kind of like using them like a, like a springboard for therapy a little Mm. bit, like, like how we use our friends. But if it's even more intimate than that, I think that could constitute a good relationship. Uh, Just finding the person you can, you can do that with and be comfortable. Yeah. going to be long distance.
0: That's at the end of the day, that's kind of what a relationship is. It's being able to tell someone how your day was without them wanting to kill you. (laughs) that's essentially like what a like and you being able to listen to how their day is without wanting to just like strangle them and tell them to like shut the fuck (laughs) oh my
1: god yeah that reminds me oh my goodness someone said someone said uh that if you're in a relationship you need in order to even start dating or wanting to be in a significant relationship you need to have everything in your life figured out you need to have the money You've got to have the car, the house by yourself to even before you think about supporting someone else Mm. in the relationship. And I don't know what you think about that because that sounds pretty crazy on just the surface, but you can think about it deeper. I
0: think that's a really interesting point. That's something I've been thinking about a lot too, about, and you'll see a lot of people on YouTube, like a lot of these like self-improvement guys, because I know that we both follow like various personalities on YouTube that talk about how you have to have your life, completely lined up all your ducks in a row you got your own place fire job fire car Mm -hmm. and of course like the first thing you want to be able to focus on is your own life but i disagree with the idea that you shouldn't pursue a relationship until you already have like your life perfectly in order because for a lot of people I think they enjoy the idea of growing together with another person. And I think in a lot of situations that could be healthy too, you know? It can be, it can be.
1: You were telling me about that earlier because I, I, I'm someone where I'm very, at least right now, I've been cautious about throwing myself back into dating Mm. and such because Oh man, I've got other things on my plate, like trying to focus on school or your job. And that's really, it should be more important in my eyes setting yourself up that way because at least mentally i would feel better going into someone like into a serious relationship but like hookup culture and everything else is completely different from that
0: um, yeah i agree uh i see because in a serious relationship in one that's healthy i think that it does allow room for growth for both people involved but it's just about you know the kind of relationship that you're able to cultivate but I definitely, because me and you have seen relationships that kind of dissolve into becoming very codependent and in in situations like those, I do agree that, you know, sometimes I look at people in those relationships and think, damn, if they just had a year and just grinded like on their own interests, on their own hobbies and spent time away from like, you know, the person that they're really involved with, they could, there's so much they could accomplish. Like, right. cause you, mm-hmm. like you, we see the potential in all the people around us. We see the potential in our friends and stuff like that. And, you know, in general we do, it's all about wanting the best for people. And sometimes <laughs> I think we occasionally look at our friends and think maybe the best thing for them is just to jump <laughs> fucking ship and get, get out, the of out of get there. Get the hell out of there. Get the hell out. But yeah. no, I, 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 I agree with your original point that you, you don't have to have your life perfectly in order
1: before getting in a relationship. I, 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 do, I do disagree with that. Now, mental stability is mm. where I think you need to be at least on solid ground with yourself before you can try to get into anything else. You need to be good with yourself first. And I think that's often like we never are because you'll meet someone out of the blue. Um, yeah but as well as you can be, I think it's important that yeah we focus on it.
0: And I think maybe, maybe that's the more correct interpretation of the initial point. It's not all the material things in your life being mm-hmm. in order, it's your mental state being in order because you should never be in a place where you're relying on someone else to pull you out of a mess. And let's clarify that neither of us are <laughs> know anything about psychology. We're both fucking idiots. But I think we could both agree that, like, pulling yourself, you should at least not rely on just your intimate relationship for pulling you out of a mental hole. You know, if anything, that's something that you need, either professional help or help from close friends and family. But, you know, you can't put all your eggs in one basket being your significant other.
1: It's so easy to say this, right? But then we know every relationship ends up like like Absolutely. You're, <laughs> a part of you is like seeking some approval from either childhood or like, yeah, these yeah. damn, these are some shit I, I should have figured out maybe years ago. And mm. now it's, yeah, and it hits in your relationship.
0: And that comes down to vulnerability too. Like how vulnerable are you willing how to make yourself in a relationship? Cause I know that this is something that we've maybe disagreed on in the past. Like how, like, do you think that you're allowed to be vulnerable
1: in a relationship in general. I think you need to be very careful with how you come across to them, what parts of yourself you're giving up in the relationship. Uh, because th- those are, that's like the key to your heart, almost like the, mm. the deep things that you tell your someone you're trying to develop with is gonna, it can break you down if, if you're not comfortable with it and being vulnerable with someone else to that level. Uh, mm. I think you need to be very careful.
0: Yeah. And you know, the other token to that is I think you put it in a really good way. Just saying, advising to be cautious. Cause I agree with you. I think you just need to be cautious in that area. Cause some people come at it with the approach, like, you know, vulnerability is cancer, like never, never (laughs) let your, never let your guard down. And it's like, that doesn't sound fun. That doesn't sound, it doesn't sound fun. It doesn't sound like the kind of relationship that, you know, I would want to be in. And if, if I have been in a serious relationship with someone for a year and I haven't had a time where, like, I've been vulnerable with them and vice versa, I would think that there that could be a red flag. I think there could be something wrong. Like, do you know what I'm
1: saying? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That yeah. sounds like a little. Hmm. How deep are we really in this together? How exactly. much do we really? How much in do each we other? care about this? Exactly. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, I've definitely, I've been guilty of that as well. You know, because you want to be able to to be closer to someone and you want to have, you said shared experiences earlier. And I think that's a really good touch point. You know, growing with someone and developing with someone and having those shared experiences where you feel like that's that was impactful and to me on a greater level. And now you mean something more to me, at least to a degree. Those are the things that you really need to be cautious of and note in your mind, at least mentally, like, for the future, like, because when someone's not there, maybe down the line to the same capacity they were before, you need to be able to, like, recenter yourself in um, the codependence factor and all that will come back if you're if you aren't able to separate your vulnerability and what you give to someone. And I mm. think as we get older, it's something we're able to do better, especially with dating in your twenties, you know, like your first, your first couple of relationships, mm. you're going to be very vulnerable. You're going to tell them most of the things about yourself. Um, yeah, it doesn't always go like that, especially as you get older, you're not going to be able exactly. to exactly move like that.
0: Yeah. And then there's also the, you can never have, an expectation for other people to fully open up to you too. And that's something I've felt like a trap I've fallen into in the past. I'm like, you know, why is this person like not opening up? And you have to realize like mm. that, you know, it's not a fair expectation to have like for another person. Like you can't expect like this person isn't opening up to me. Like they don't care. Like maybe that person, yes. just, they're not at a point where they want to open up to like anyone about this. So like you have to go in with that like mentality that it's going to be something that people in
1: general like safeguard that is that is very that's very tough to do though you know it's easy for us to say these things like like oh you know make sure that you're you're opening your heart up just like a little bit mm. but it's like no you're gonna have either a night where you're both just like kicking it and just you start talking that's how you know you're really connecting with someone if you don't even feel that then why are you getting yeah. invested you know? like you have yeah. that that late night conversation i know you're you're reminiscing on those right now <laughs> <laughs> pillow pillow talk pillow talk pillow talk
0: ooh and that's the one thing that i think i'll definitely carry forward into like relationships in the future is being too comfortable and the risks associated with that Because I think like so many things in life and it's I think this sounds cynical and I don't mean for it to come off that way because I do think you should obviously be comfortable in a relationship but so often it's when you think that you know you're completely letting your guard down you feel like you're at one with something that's when the train is on the the train that's when you're about to get clotheslined by goddamn like freight train. But it's like you're holding hands yeah.
1: looking happily like oh we're walking and this is a beautiful day and they're thinking oh my goodness I'm tied to this person I want to unclench their sweaty ass hand and go about my own day. <laughs> exactly
0: that's that's a perfect analogy right there.
1: But yeah cuz so easy
0: it's so easy when you get into a relationship to like when you see the person you can just let your guard down completely and it feels good like it feels so good just like completely like
1: oh like, yeah let down
0: all your swords let down your guard. But you know, there is such a thing as being too comfortable with another person. And I think that it, it is something that is to do with balance. Like you need to be able to have balance. Like oh, you yeah. can't stay over at her place every other night, like four days a week and expect that to not, you know, the dynamic to not eventually shift. Mm-hmm. There has to be that one night mm-hmm. where you're there and then 30 minutes later, you're like, I've got to go
1: back to mine. I got to go. You know. I got to go. It's showing you where, where are your priorities in that moment. And there's exactly comfortability, mystery, you know, that you don't need to know everything about this person. Exactly. Especially right away. Exactly. Know? Oh my goodness. The mystery factor, I would say I've, got, I've been caught in that way, way harder. Where it's just like, we had aspects of each other that we didn't know about. I don't know why I know what you're doing at all times of the day. I don't know why we're texting all the time now. For some people, it can be a turn off to others. They like that. But I'd say most people communicating that much and it, it can be, honestly, I think it's too much. You're over communicating at that point. Yeah. And it's taking away part of your relationship.
0: Yeah. I made a pact that I will never send a text more than two sentences.
1: And I've, oh, I think
0: okay. I've been doing that for the past like four years. I'd, Yo, who hurt dogs? <laughs> 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 no, dude. I agree. Um, I think that well, the way I think the way I communicate, this is a, for all people. There have been so many texts that I've sent that get completely misinterpreted. Like someone, someone thinks that I'm angry when I send texts, oh, and like it just dude, came yeah. off that way. Or like someone thinks I'm upset, and it like I didn't mean it to come off that way. So much better to just call, just yeah. call, just FaceTime, like anything other than that.
1: You know, being a bad texter is one of the cardinal sins nowadays. <laughs> you oh, can't yeah. get away with it. Uh, being a forgetful person—that's a bad texture. Like you, we used to be able to ride with that a little bit, but now it's like everyone knows you check your phone at least once an hour. And if you mm. didn't, what were you doing?
0: <laughs> so if you don't answer somebody, they know that
1: you were—you're not trying to answer them. <laughs>
0: Dude, I consider myself in general to have a pretty good memory throughout my life. Like over the past i think 15 years like there's a decent amount that i can pick out like i can pick out some days pretty specifically but then occasionally like the girl you're with will start talking about her day and then and then ask (laughs) and then give you a fucking pop quiz 10 minutes later And you may as well have been in La La Land while well, she was giving that. Like you don't remember any. I know you've been
1: in that place. I know oh yeah. But see, this is the this is the key. If you want to check out, you have to remember one little aspect, like one small detail. Then you can like, okay, I'll remember that for later. Go about your business, and then you're
0: off the hook. You got that one <laughs> small detail. You're off the hook. That is oh. the key. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I fell in victim to that quite a few times. But then when you're in person, it's you can always talk your way. It's much easier to talk your way out of something than text your way out of something. <laughs> because oh, once you text the wrong thing, you're fucked. Here, it's over. It's game over. Because that, that's written in ink. They can scroll back.
1: <laughs> oh, pull the receipts up on it. They can you pull the receipts
0: said. up right away. <laughs>
1: You know how often receipts get pulled? Yo, I, I don't think people should do it as often as they do. Like,
0: oh my, the amount of times I've received screenshotted uh texts from other people, it's like, do they know that you're doing this? Do <laughs> so they know that you're sending screenshots of their texts?
1: Or when you're you actually meet up with a person and they bring they bring out the phone with your messages to go and show you that you said something. Bro, I didn't need that. We're already a, here together.
0: That's a cardinal sin. Don't <laughs> If you got something to say, I'm right here. Say it to my face.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. So, speaking of over the weekend, right? Over the weekend, I'm actually going to mm-hmm. talk about something that happened over the weekend. Mm hmm.
0: Now, let's get into it.
1: Setting up your friends with other <laughs> friends. <laughs> Lord, we need, can we all just stop doing it? Can we all together agree we're not going to set up our friends anymore? Mm hmm. It, it never turns out well for anyone. I mean, if it does, yada, yada. But then you lose your friend. You know, you lose your friend because they're hanging out with your other friend all the time.
0: <laughs> Even if it ends up good for them, it's bad for you.
1: Bad for me? I don't win at all. I lose it's, a friend.
0: Yeah. It's a
1: lose, lose, lose. It's a lose, lose, <laughs> lose. Oh. So this past weekend, I took an L where probably set up some friends that I should have thought more about. Um, is, this a, is this a connection? I was playing Cupid, having a little bit of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that like going forward, it's something that we can do. Um, these two people, they probably just didn't gel together too well. Um, it's oh, risky. God, it's was, a
0: risky maneuver. It's, it's a ris- risk. It's a risky maneuver. And honestly, it's, I think that's territory that comes if you have a lot of girl and guy friends too, which I think you do, you, you're in a place where like, you have that mix. Um, and that's partly due to your work. So, like you got the opportunity to work for, uh, like we, where you were in new york it was pretty much 50 50 guys and girls 70 30
1: it was 70 30 <laughs> girls to guys yes yes it was very uh it's very off balance
0: why did i choose this life dude,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, geez.
0: Yeah, dude engineer engineering is is rough it's yeah. rough as far as that as far as that concerned. you step into your office but, and it's uh <laughs>
1: <laughs> there's 30 other dudes dude. looking right back at you
0: but you you had a good yeah you have a very balanced like not to mention you're in new york where everyone is just on fleek 100 percent of the time everyone's hot
1: the balance is overrated the balance is completely overrated because the drama that comes with it and what i was just talking about you're Mm. it's unnecessary drama you know people when you have all these like girls and guy friends and you put them together you're you are gonna have people that want to like explore i guess with each other Um, yeah definitely yeah no it's it's messy don't do it people let's stop let's stop our generation from doing this anymore let's all just be platonic friends that love each other baby. yeah no mixing
0: no mixing with <laughs> <laughs> friends close enemies a million miles away oh. yeah. <laughs> yeah who came up with that phrase keep your friends close keep your enemies closer I, my enemies are all—they're <laughs> all—they're all dead to me, dude. Keep your friends close. Block your enemies on Snapchat. <laughs> mute,
1: mute, that, mute their Instagrams. If I, if you really have enemies in this life, something's wrong with you. Mm. Why, why do you have so much of a hatred towards a one person? Unless like they really did you dirty. But if you're Ooh. holding on to hate, you know grudges and holding on to hate is very toxic. Hmm. I don't know, dude. I can. I feel like you're coming
0: from a a blessed perspective. Well, like if you've someone, if you're someone that's ever been like bullied or like you've bullied someone, like those memories from like middle school and stuff. Those dude, those things can stick. Like you think about someone that did you dirty like Mm. ten years ago, (laughs) and you're just like, damn, everyone hated that kid. I want, (laughs) I want him out. And that's, dude, that's coming from the perspective of like I have been on the end. Of bullying, and I've been someone that's oh, been accused. And bully. I've been, I've, I've been accused. I've been accused of it. <laughs> accused, yeah, it,
1: Doug was a bully,
0: <laughs> bro. I've. You don't think I've also? You don't think I've been on the receiving end? Oh my god, junior varsity soccer, dude. So need so more food. You, you were so a skinny
1: kid. All right, I'm. I, dude, I, I,
0: I was. I was just getting. I was getting sucker punched at soccer. Like after school, you know, school ends at three o'clock. Soccer practice starts at four. Coach turns around not looking, just getting like suck like sucker punched in the arm, like as I'm playing soccer. Oh, it's, man. dude, it's rough. And then like you can't like you don't you're not gonna tell anyone because you're not gonna be that guy. You're not didn't gonna be, you, uh, you can't bitch out, dude. You got stuffed
1: in a trunk, didn't you? As <laughs> no didn't your soccer team stuffed no. in a trunk.
0: Dude, some kid a kid did you heard about that? Yeah. Someone... Um yeah, th- no, it wasn't me. It was um oh. when this was when I was a junior, a freshman on our team got put in the trunk of a car and they drove him around to McDonald's. They put him in the trunk of the car, went to McDonald's, got food, then came back to That <laughs> That's nice. That kid took it really, like he took it pretty well, but those two guys both got suspended from school. From the school. At, they got suspended. Like our soccer coach heard about it and he was like, oh, that's fucked. And then, <laughs> and then <laughs> but he didn't do shit. And then the, the, princi- the it got up to the vice principal level. And those kids got suspended so fast.
1: Oh, so man. So fast. Oh, You can only imagine, though. Like, that comes to your <laughs> desk, you're the vice <laughs> principal, you're like, what the fuck?
0: <laughs> what are kids doing? Like- Dude, of all the offenses where you got to, you know, implement a suspension, getting stuffed in the trunk of a car is definitely up there. Definitely-
1: <laughs> and if I'm the kid, I just don't want anyone to know I got stuffed in a fucking mm-hmm. trunk. Like, <laughs> let me live my I know.
0: Life. That's part, like, you never want to be associated as that kid that's, like, getting fucked over. So you're just like fuck it. Like, I'm
1: just roll with the punches. Especially as a freshman, you've all high school ahead of you. Yo, exactly. Too young to have that associated with you. Exa- but that's why, that's why
0: that person is your enemy 10 years later. Because, <laughs> oh. because you suppressed it. You suppressed it then because you're like, I don't want other people to know about this. Like, it's not worth bringing up. Yeah. But that means you're still going to know about it like 10 years. Like it's still going to bring heat when you think about it.
1: That is that childhood trauma, man. And then mm. boom, you just swing that into your next relationship. You swoop that in. You have a, now you, uh, you have attachment issues. <laughs> Dude, I don't, we're,
0: I, we're not turning this into a Dr. Phil session. <laughs> Dude, how are, how
1: are kids going to get bullied now with, uh, online? Oh, uh, you know what it is? It's gonna be all the kids in a Zoom meeting, and then like someone with like something's happening in the background. It's like, oh, look at their house, or like look look at their uh, dirty ass room. Mickey's parents <laughs> are divorced.
0: <laughs> 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 oh my god! Johnny lives with his grandma. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yo, Kim has poor lighting in her. Re- like what? <laughs> like someone <people laughs> finds
0: <laughs> dude making fun of your lighting. Oh my god. <laughs> that's so funny to yeah. think of pe- people like preparing their setups for zoom school
1: for, dude, God. That i saw one i saw one person they had their kid in their own like the spare bedroom they put a cut out of their teacher taped an ipad to their face where the teacher would be and like had the kid sitting in a desk it, it was wild like having the kids sitting Jesus in a desk watching Christ. the the teacher on the ipad it looked like something out of a horror movie yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's straight out of like saw dude like oh <laughs> i could God. not play a game like that i'm so glad that we just had we just had classes that we just didn't go to <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah i would just skip school
0: if i didn't want to be at it i'm glad that we had in-person classes that we were just allowed to not go to and that, was pretty, much, that allowed. was pretty much the best <laughs> <Christ>. <laughs> oh there was always that one professor that like took roll call or they gave a pop quiz I had one professor that only gave a pop quiz when not enough kids showed up to the class. <laughs> it was that day she was like, "Oh shit, attendance is only like thirty percent pop quiz it's worth <laughs> ten me fuck it's worth ten percent of your grade too <laughs> oh, just like fuck everyone
1: in the class and that's how see, and that is also something that you'll remember about that person, that professor forever. Mm. you know the ones that really fuck you over for no reason, Hmm
0: dude those some professors were just too savage for their own damn
1: good dude just i don't know why you chose this profession if you don't want to genuinely help people uh, or help <laughs> kids develop into good adults
0: <laughs> dude have you been getting a lot of, hold on getting this unknown caller get the hell out i'm getting so many spam calls recently i dude, i think that we just hit it's because you have t-mobile i you know i'm on america's largest most reliable network that's verizon can you hear me now
1: can you hear <laughs> me now <laughs> yo he, he pulled the biggest <laughs> finesse of anyone doing commercials ever jumping from verizon to sprint for that bag good, good for the verizon man
0: i'm just glad he didn't end up like subway jared oh god oh. damn dude <laughs> it's cr- it's crazy because honestly he did look kind of similar He could have ended up on that exact same trajectory. He really did.
1: You know what? I don't want to hear down the line that something else happened with that guy. I don't want to reference this. You don't want you don't want to hear about the Verizon guy. (laughs) We actually have insider info on the Verizon. The
0: Verizon guy was on Epstein's Island. He's he's on the manifest. it's funny.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I don't need anyone coming for me. That never happened. Please, government. Uh (laughs) it was
0: Jeffrey Epstein, Bill Clinton, and the Can You Hear Me Now guy from Verizon.
1: (laughs) Oh, and Flo from Progressive was just No Flo.
0: (laughs) Dude, I I will be so devastated if, if Flo was involved in any of this, let alone the redhead girl from Wendy's. Oh no! Oh my God! Oh my! Or whoever they have is the Colonel now for KFC. That guy. No, the Colonel was a slave owner, and he can. <laughs> that guy. That guy's been can. That guy was canceled from the get-go. That guy was done. He was dead to me.
1: You know that's why Popeyes won the chicken battle. We all know mm, who has a, who's battle.
0: Oh, I, I love that woman too.
1: Yeah, you know, like the old grandma yeah. lady. Yeah. <laughs> Louis
0: Louisiana fast. Louisiana.
1: <laughs> Louisiana. <laughs> why are love just, that like, chicken in- from Popeyes. <laughs>
0: Oh my god! I'm about to get some Popeyes right now, dude. You're getting you're getting me hungry. You're getting me I hungry know, right oh
1: now. Is there spicy wild rice and beans? That sounds fire. <laughs>
0: that sounds Why like, does food
1: always come up as we're talking? <laughs> like- I'm
0: starving. I'm this this one cast has got me so hungry. I'm ready to cry, dude. We've done. I think we're coming up on an hour right now. We started at like three fifty-five.
1: You started doing stealth record on my ass. Yeah, we're
0: probably. Oh, let's um. Before we wrap it up, let's give some. So this was episode three. Best, so you can listen on Apple Music or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and like whatever. You can other listen platforms. on YouTube
1: too. Mm-hmm. We have you have a YouTube channel. You can listen
0: on YouTube over the weekend. YouTube channel, and you can watch us recorded on Zoom. Light it, <laughs> the lighting is not good. And
1: <laughs> whoa, hold on, yo, speak for <laughs> yourself. Doug has dim corners of his room.
0: Uh, yeah because i don't live in new york and i got i'm rocking like a 16 by 16 and you're rocking like a four by four
1: yeah, okay I can, well, I can reach out and touch my wall the Not people really. have the people
0: have already forgot our links two just over the weekend become our third subscriber very right oh, now yeah. it's just me and garrett <laughs> <laughs> um also i think that we're gonna start posting um like 10 like five to ten minute clips on YouTube too that are just like yeah, we'll shorter, easier to digest. So yeah, follow us there. Garrett, you want to shout out your social medias?
1: <laughs> oh yeah, the lack of. Uh no, definitely give me a follow on Spotify. Uh we're gonna link that up. Mm. Yeah, that's about it for me. Yeah. Uh, I hope everyone's getting off to a good fall. This one kind of shot right in the ass, you know? Like, mm. what the fuck? Where did summer go? It's now September and I was we're all, I'm playing catch up,
0: but dude, all right, and everyone remember it's cuffing season, so don't oh. fall, don't fall for any traps. <laughs> Always be on top of your
1: bullshit. All right, everybody, much yes. love, peace.